the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul pants for God. How about you? Is that your soul? We all long for something, and more often than not, it's the current idol that we find ourselves searching after. And, of course, idols change. Money, fame, wealth, prosperity, it's all there, and it's all wrapped up in various chases. Well, today, we have a chase we're exploring in Psalm 27. It's there that we catch up with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from the well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. As we look at the chase that we as each and every Christian should be all about, the chase after God. With more, here's Pastor Napoleon and today's program. A person, they get this smug feeling about themselves. When it comes to satisfaction, they have an ungodly form of satisfaction because of their achievements. And then they get to a place where they feel like they don't have to press into God and seek his face anymore. We all have to be careful of this, the distractions and then the complacency. It says here in verse 13, it says, Then one from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take heed, beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. For he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentiful. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then, then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards who? God. And this is what happens. We know we can get so comfortable, complacent. Look, I'm good. I got this. And from a, from a, just from a monetary and just natural standpoint, we, we get real comfortable. You know, we finally get the car we wanted. But then we don't want to drive it to church. We finally get the spouse that we wanted. And now we don't have any more time for Jesus. We used to pray and pray and seek God. And then we, when we were single, 
But then when somebody came, now we don't have time to pray and see God anymore because we're so consumed and we're going on vacation and we're doing this and we're doing that. Those things are good. But saints, your spouse should never take the place of Jesus in your life. Can I have an amen? I don't care who they are. Jesus comes first and you're going to have to stand before Jesus Christ on the day of judgment. And so for us, we want to be, we want to maintain our relationship with God while we enjoy our relationships. People have kids and then they have no place for God. It's amazing how, you know, Abraham wants a son. He wants him. He wants him. He goes through this whole process. God gives him a son and then God says, okay, now give him back. Because Abraham is smart And he understands God's preeminence in his life. And he knew that it was God who gave him the son anyway. Miraculously. He says, okay, here. His heart was right. God says, now I know that you'll withhold nothing from me. This is what what the book says. And so what happens is not even our kids come before God in our life. That God comes first and, and we prioritize God and we, we understand the value of, of God blessing us with stuff and with people and relationships and with friends. All that stuff is great, but we never have arrived in our relationship with God. Well, Pastor Kaufman, I was raised around the church. I've been around this my whole life. Well, do you know God though? Do you know God? Have you, have you gone into the depths of his person and who he is? You may know church. And so what happens is we learn to go beyond the veil into that holy of holies and le- develop our relationship with the master and, and all of our stuff. He's not impressed with your stuff. He's not impressed with our stuff. He doesn't care about our cars. He's not, he doesn't get in our car and say, ooh, this is bad. Can I have an amen, y'all? He rides upon the clouds. He just shows up. He's not limited by time, space, or travel. He's not impressed with all of our stuff. Do you know how glorious God is? How splendid God is? How magnificent that Moses, God said, if I showed you who I, the fullness of my person, you would disintegrate. I'm going to let you see my hind parts as I pass by. Can I have an amen? You, you can't even take the fullness of me. Because God is that awesome. Ooh, I'm feeling this right now. Ooh, ooh, my goodness. God is awesome, y'all. I mean, and you just think about how splendid God is. And then, and then we think that he's impressed with our stuff. He says, fool, your soul is going to be required of you tonight. He's not impressed. And so we can't get complacent even though we, God has blessed us with stuff and we enjoy great things. But that never takes the place of God. That's just from a natural standpoint. What about spiritually though? People get complacent, get complacent in their spiritual life because God has allowed them to do some things. You know, just because you're a pastor doesn't mean that you, you're not supposed to pray and study and read your word. And see God's face. Just because God used you a couple of times to sing a song doesn't mean that, that, that now, you know, you've arrived. Just because God used you or uh, because, okay, so you went on a mission trip. Okay, well, praise the Lord. 
Now come back home and wash the dishes and handle your business and take care of your family. I mean, you know what I mean? Until the next trip that God lets you do. But God's not. We get spirit. We get lifted up with pride from a spiritual standpoint. I read the book of John. There are 65 more books. Keep on reading. You know, God's not impressed with our spirituality. You're not going to out-deep him. Can I have an amen, y'all? So we can't get complacent. We start thinking that, you know, I'm, I'm there now. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, young whippersnapper. So how are you going to preach to me? Well, what happens is, it's obviously you show me you don't know God because you think God's impressed with you and somebody else is supposed to be impressed with you. Do you know how many dreams I had? You know how many revelations I have? How many prophecies I've had? You know how many times I've preached? Can I have an amen, y'all? People get lifted up and then they get complacent. And then they start slipping. And then, and then the thing that was supposed to be a blessing in that God saved you, changed your life, raised you in the church, raised you up, instead of that being a blessing to you, now it's come a, become a source of pride and arrogance and haughtiness, which is the resulting in complacency. And now people think that they, they don't need to give God their best or seek his faith. That becomes a problem. Just like our money does. All of us, we should be seeking God. I want to get to know him. I want to become better at serving God. I don't want to feel this smugness about me. Uncritical satisfaction with myself or my achievements. And then it results in me becoming complacent. Saints, we don't want that here as a church. We want to go deeper. Somebody say deeper. So that means that we can't look at our spiritual achievements and natural and say, soul, just have your rest. Say, no, my soul longs for the courts of the living God. I want to get to know him more. And that should be our pursuit. Can I have an amen? The last thing here, let's go to John chapter 6. So we've got distractions will hinder us from achieving our goal as we pursue God and get into this chase after God. We got distraction. We got complacency. John chapter 6 verse 60 on down to 66. The last thing that I want to highlight here is indifference. Indifference. So we've got distractions, complacency, and indifference will hinder us from really going deeper with God and achieving our goal of getting to know him and to seek his face. He says here in verse 60. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, uh, he said to them, does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you Our spirit 
and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. And and he said, therefore I said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted, granted to him by my father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him. Look at this, y'all. We walk with him no more. Then Jesus said to the 12, do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered and said, Lord, to, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. I want to stop right there. But Peter, but Simon Peter answered and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words, he says, of eternal life. Now, I'm going to keep on going. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Isn't that beautiful, y'all? Now, indifference. This is important. This word indifference, it means the lack of interest concern, or sympathy. It means to lack interest, concern, or sympathy. Jesus has thousands of people following him. Thousands of people following him. Some people are following him because of the miracles. Jesus understands this. Some people are following him because of the fishes and the loaves. Some people are following him because you know, they're just caught up in what somebody else is doing. And it's like that in local churches. When I come, when I, when I, when I pastor in this church has been such a blessing. But it's also been eye-opening because people come to church for different reasons. Let's just be honest, y'all. Some people are here because, hey, man, this young lady, she invited me to come. You know, I really like her. You know, I'm checking her out, you know. She invited me, so I'm, you know, I'm here with this little cutie, you know what I'm saying, you know. You know. She invited me. She's trying, she trying to get me saved real fast and stuff. <laughs> Can I have an amen, y'all? Man, why are you here? Well, I'm just here because my friend, he invited me, you know. And so he's just trying to get. So, you know, we, I understand people come. Some people come. Well, I just want to come because I heard about you guys. And people come to church for different reasons. You know, it's hard to really lock into, man, I just, I'm coming to church because I want to know Jesus. And I want to go somewhere that's going to help me just to learn more about Jesus. And I want to just God to come in and change my life and reveal himself to, to me. That's what you want as a pastor. But people come for various reasons. We heard you on the radio. We saw you over there, you know. Da, 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 da. People come for various reasons. And that's a blessing, you know. I'm not condemning that. But Jesus understands that everybody that's following him is following for different reasons. Some people following for the fishes and the loaves. Some people following because, you know, he fed the 5,000. And all these different reasons. Jesus starts to put demand on them. To see if there's an indifference that's welling up within their hearts concerning following him for the right reasons. And it's amazing how Jesus understands this whole process, but he lets people follow. 
But as the road gets nearer and, and, the, and, the, and the pressure begins to come, people start to, to fall off. And this is a picture of what we're seeing. The Bible says that when he gave them the hard sayings concerning sacrifice and eating his his flesh and drinking his blood and telling them about the power of what it's going to take in terms of sacrifice and the commitment and what what it means to really walk with God. He said many of those people, they just turned around and they left him. And the ones that he handpicked, he looks at them and says, will you leave me also? Will you go back? But these, but Peter and the disciples were not indifferent when it came to the relationship. And, they, and, they, and Peter says, Where, who, well, well, whom else should we go? You alone have the words of eternal life, and we believe that you are the Son of God. And that right there is profound, y'all. It's profound. It's so special when you get to a place in your relation with God that there's nothing that could possibly happen in your life. There's nothing that anybody could say to turn you away from God. Oh, my goodness. Because you have tasted and seen that the Lord is good and you know that he alone has the words of eternal life. Where else am I going to go? Am I going to go to Buddha? Am I going to go to Confucius? Am I going to go to Muhammad? They don't have the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Woo, I felt that right there in my soul. I felt that. They don't have the power. They didn't die on the cross. They weren't buried for my sins. They didn't rise up on the third day. They're not sitting on the right hand of the Father. They're not my, could I have an amen? They're not my advocate. They don't have it. And as a result of that, when it comes to my relationship with God, I don't have an indifference about my pursuit of who he is. I'm not just getting complacent or distracted. There's a place where I know that I know and you cannot convince me. This is the son of the living God. Where else shall I go? My cars can't do it. My house can't do it. My spouse can't change me. Money couldn't do it. The only thing that can get me in the presence of God is through the Lord Jesus Christ. And when I die, all of that is going. It's none of this coming with me. But the intimacy that I've created with God over the course of the period of time that I was on the earth to give me the opportunity, I'm maximizing. Oh, my goodness. I'm maximizing. And now when I see him, he's not a distant figure to me. I know he's been with me all along. Can I have an amen, y'all? Somebody need to praise God. When you see him, you've already saw him. (laughs) When you see him, you've already saw him. I don't got to try to figure you out, Lord, because I've been investigating you the whole time. I don't have to wonder about who you are because I've been chasing after you from the day in which you saved my life and changed my life and gave me a new start in life. I've been pursuing you the whole time. And finally, I got my hands on Who can I have an amen? I got my hands on you now, Lord. I caught you. I caught you. 
and you're not strange and you don't look weird and you're not a distant figure and you're not somebody that's far away from me, but I can tell exactly who you are. In the midst of a million people, I can point you out because you've been speaking to me for years and years and years. And I've been chasing after you for years and years. And you're the one I got my eye on. People just come to church. They just come to church. They just play church. And they're not getting deeper. They just, ah, yeah, it was good. It was good. It's good. But do you know him, man? Because you're going to want to know him. Don't wait until it's too late to really get to know him. You don't want him to look at you and say, depart from me. I never knew you. You want him to say, aha, here I am. You've been chasing me and you finally caught up to me. But we got churches that are packed with people that don't know the Lord. But they know their favorite preacher on TBN. Packed with people that don't know the Lord, but they know their favorite musician. But we got to get to a place where our intimacy with God, all those people are, I praise God for TBN. I praise God for musicians. I praise God. But there's a place in your heart when you say, Lord, you told me to seek your face, so your face will I seek. I'm chasing after you, Lord, because I want to go deeper. That's something that we have to embrace. And the world is going to tell you not to do it. Let me close. But the world is going to tell you not to do it. You don't got to spend that much time. Why are you signing up for the Rock School of Ministry? Why are you doing that? You don't need to do that. You're at the church too much. Well, I'm, try- I'm just trying to get to know God. You know, it doesn't take all that. Well, it may not. I don't know what it's going to take for you, but I know what it's going to take for me. Can I have an amen? And I'm going all out in my relationship with God. I'm not going to be playing around. I'm trying to go deeper. I want to get to know his face. Peter didn't have an indifference. He didn't, he wasn't here, saints, and he just, he didn't lack interest in the Lord. He wasn't so consumed with the Lord's miracles that he lacked interest in just knowing God. He didn't have a lack of interest. He, he wasn't, he, he didn't have a, it, this was something that was in his heart that, you know what? You are the one. There was no indifference. You're the one. I'm not going anywhere. And for us as a church, we want to make sure that we always keep the Lord at the forefront of what we're doing around here. So when people come in the door the first thing they, they begin to understand is this is about Jesus. And we're not, you're not impressive. And I'm saying that to myself. What's impressive, what's impressive is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's impressive. We give honor to whom honor is due. We want to honor people. People are doing some great things. But you're never going to do anything. You're not going to do anything greater than Jesus. You better ask somebody. Lord, this morning, we're just so committed to the chase. I just pray for all of us here, as you continue to reveal yourself to us, Lord Jesus, that we would just take joy in the chase. You have chosen us out of obscurity. You've picked us out of the gutters, 
some of us. And Lord, you have just changed our lives. And we just ask that you would reveal yourself to us on a day-to-day basis. Help us to avoid distractions and complacency and indifference. We would have the heart of Peter that said, where, with whom else should we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. You are, and we believe that you are the son of God, Lord Jesus. And, and there is no indifference with us. We value the pursuit of who you are. And we ask that you continue to reveal yourself to us as a church community. Lord, I pray for not only us, but for our children and our children's children's children that we would set in motion a generational pursuit that our kids would be blessed. And not only just natural kids, but the spiritual ones that you place into our lives that we're pouring into, that there would be something contagious about pursuing God that they would begin to enjoy also. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of The Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow Pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. And then we would invite you to join us again next time as we continue our studies in God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life, and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.